Are you an entrepreneur just getting started in creating video content for your business? Or have you been creating it for a while and it's just not hitting the way that you want it to? Welcome to the Video Simplified Podcast. My name is Diana Gladney and I'm going to help you with the tips and the strategies to amplify your business and your brand using video. So if that's something that you're into, let's get started with today's episode. I want to talk about the fear of dealing with the fear of being on camera and just a live podcast recording. So we'll do a little dialogue here and there, but more or less kind of straightforward. And for those that may be listening to this on the actual podcast, that way, you know what's going on. So I wanted to talk about the fear of being on camera when you are thinking about doing content for your business. Maybe you are still working a job. Maybe you are still in the process of convincing yourself that you can do what it is that you are saying that you want to do or create a company around it. And you know that you are going to have to do in some respect or somewhere start doing some video content, but you're kind of getting frustrated with the whole idea of doing video. And it could be anything where it is just frustrating that, you know, it's like, it could be like, you don't have the gear or you think you don't have the gear. It could be that you are comparing yourself to other people that have been doing it for years and you're just getting started or you're comparing yourself to who you think is watching, but maybe they aren't. And so if you're dealing with the fear of being on camera, I really want to just kind of talk about this in a conversationalist kind of tone, just simply because I think we start to look at the fear of being on camera, like it's really not that big of a deal. This is even looking on camera. I could look at my other one that's sitting behind it, my Sony camera. And it's really just looking at a thing. Now, because I'm doing this live on Instagram, there's somebody to interact with, there's somebody to say hi to. You know, it's like David on here. It's somebody like Pauline is on here I can inter- interact with. But most of the time when you're recording videos, it's just you and the camera. There is no actual other person around, but you feel like you start to become timid. You start to sweat. You get nervous. Your voice doesn't even sound like your voice because it starts to sound like somebody totally different. Or maybe you figure out like, you know what? I really don't like to sound my voice. All these micro problems that start to become a thing that's really not a thing. So I just want to really dive into this because I think it's a simpler conversation than, than what we've really thought about or considered. And I think we need to kind of go in that dark basement and cut the light on to kind of deal with the demons that are down there that are kind of fake. They're real because you are not taking action or adjusting what you do decide to do or not based on what you think. And so the first thing that I want to talk about, because really only two things with this, with like being the fear of being on camera is number one is identifying the real fear. Like, what are you really afraid of? What's the real root problem for the why you are or are not doing what you're doing? And so I listed out a couple things and you can let me know how you feel if you're here live or even if you are listening to the actual podcast version once this audio is uploaded and you can leave a rating or review and leave me share your thoughts. But it's like, when you think about like identifying the real fear, a couple things came to mind. The first one is what will people think? What are people going to think? What are your friends going to think? 
with your family. And that's a whole other thing we definitely going to talk about. <laughs> but it's like, what are people going to think? The first thing that comes to mind is like coworkers. I know when I used to work at the bank and I started making videos, I did have that kind of like apprehension around what if they find my channel? <laughs> what if they see it? What are they going to say? Nobody, I'm pretty sure almost nobody was doing what I was doing when I was doing it. So the judgment is, you know, more or less, it's like you don't, you have an interest in something and you want to do something, but you're making decisions based off of what you think other people think. And that's very dangerous. Like you really are altering things that could change your life for the better based on the perception of what you think other people are going to think. And especially for coworkers, we just work together. Uh Oh, got a call coming in, but it's like, we just work together. If we just work together, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't somebody you live with. This isn't somebody you love. This isn't somebody that you like. Like, you are just like legit working with them. So if you are just (laughs) every kind of call coming in right now, but if you are just legit working with somebody, what's the, what's the, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the big deal? Like why make adjustments for those people? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what about your family? More or less, you probably don't live with them. More or less, you probably, it's not like they're making any adjustments for you financially. More than likely, they're not, there's no real commitment. It's just a a hearsay thing. And it's, I just feel like it's really dangerous to make adjustments around the things that potentially could change your life. Things that you are actually interested in or you really want to do but you just are so focused on what the family members that talk about everybody and everything. And I get that frustration around, you know what? I don't want my name in that, that rumor mill. I don't want to hear the who said what, what they said. And then I got to decide if we still going to be cooler. Like I, you know what I'm saying? Like I get it. Are we going to hang out at the family things or not? Or am I going to look at you with this side eye or, you know, it's like, it's like, so the, the fear of like, what's the real fear here? I think that that is a, a a thing to really address a real true frustration around. I am concerned about what they may say, but I think it's more dangerous to adjust what you actually do and stop worrying about what you think that they may think about you. The, the most freeing thing that I ever learned from a mentor was that what other people think about you is none of your business, none of your business. What other people think about you is none of your business. That is the most freeing statement that I ever was taught by a a mentor. And so the other thing is like that once you get past what other people think, coworkers, family, friends that have never done what you're doing. So it's like, what, what are those opinions based off of? Nothing. What they think, not what they've done. So now we look at the fear of failing. Maybe it's a disappointment. Maybe it's a concern. Maybe it's a, you know what I'm saying? Maybe it's something around that. A fear of failing is, is a legit concern. What happens if it doesn't work? But the interesting thing with the fear of failure is that you can still fail anyway. Like it's technically the same result minus slight embarrassment simply because you didn't do it. 
So the result is the same. It's just like you, you didn't get what you wanted. Okay. The other part is like the fear of embarrassment. This one was my thing for real. Back in the day, fear of being embarrassed. Listed a couple things out. Fear of being made a fool of. Fear of being wrong. Fear of making mistakes. The fear of being laughed at. That humiliation or the potential of being humiliated is like, it takes you back to like if you were ever bullied as a kid or even just seen somebody bullied as a kid, like it sucks. And then to deal like that, those same feelings and frustrations as a kid, those are the things I think are more or less the real fears for why some people choose to do or not to do video is kind of based along those baselines. Really has nothing to do with like the one thing or the other. It's just more or less if you're afraid of something else, not really the camera, but something else that prevents you from being in front of the camera to help the people that your product, your service, your whatever, your, your talkings, your, your speech, your sharing your stories, whatever it is that you could provide to the world, you're not doing it because some other fear. Couple other things that comes to mind with that. So it's like, we got those and it, it could be a number of things for, for a lot of people. And I get that. But it's like, what's the possible outcomes based on the decisions that you may make? Wrote a couple things down. And it's like, you really have to consider, like, do you really want what you say that you want or not? Or is it just kind of like something that's kind of on your mind as a possible thing I might do? It's not that big of a deal or whatever. Different strokes for different folks. But let's look at some possible outcomes. Number one, based on your decision of what you decide to do or not to do. You start dabbling, you kind of start, and then you stop. Let me know if that's you. You start stuff, you stop stuff. Go for about 30 days, stop for about 90 days. <laughs> Before you know it, it's a whole nother year. And this same goal is always a new year's revolution because that regular stuff that you could have done throughout the year just never happened. You start and then you stop. And that ultimately just leads to excuse city. I'm just... I'm I'm like, I'm man, I'm trying. I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm oh man. It's like, oh, I'm going to quit for a while. I'm going to re, regroup. Right. That's how, well, that's how we say I'm going to regroup. I'm going to get it together. And then I'm going to, you know, then I'm going I'm, to I'm, I'm come at it hard. I'm, I'm going to really get in there. Right. It don't happen. It's just a starting and a stopping because you haven't really committed to doing the thing. It's just a you playing with it. Right. So that's one, one, one possible outcome based on that. The other thing is that you just choose not to start at all. You just say, well, come up with every excuse why you can't. Well, you know, I see everybody got these mirrorless cameras and I, you know, Diane, I see you talking about the, this camera and that one. And ah, I just really want my stuff to look, you know, my brand. And, and it's like, you really don't have a brand cause you haven't built anything yet. And the thing that's interesting about personal brands is that your brand is always in the process of being built and then in the process of being better. But if you never actually start building it, then you really don't have anything to talk about. That's like the whole underlying thing with a brand. You know, it's like if the person that wanted to start Nike, if the person that wanted to start Mac, you know, for makeups and stuff like that, they wanted to kind of create this company, but it never really happened. They just kind of talk about it. And then, oh, my brand one day is going to be, but you just don't really actually do it. You don't actually lean into the starting. You just kind of talk about it. 
So that fear that have that you have had, whatever it might be, results in you not actually starting because you keep finding and accepting any excuse that you can that still leads you to the same thing as decision number one of the dabbler that leads into excuse city because neither result in the thing that you say that you want. Third and last final outcome is that like you start and then you actually push through. You start and then you actually push through. And, I, and honestly, in these last couple of years, all I found is that entrepreneurship is about making a decision to start and then push through you pushing through constant things. And it was interesting that I remember when in high school I was the track manager and I would make sure that the girls had their uh, spikes together, make sure it wasn't rounded off or, you know, make sure they had, they're able to grip it and like, Oh man, we got to get this person a new uniform. This one, you know, like I managed all that stuff. It's like, Hey, I know you said you wanted to track this. It's like, kind of got to, got to work on that for this, that, or whatever, you know, I'm helping to manage it. One thing that would be interesting is like every time we would go to a meet, we kind of knew what to expect for the terrain, but the weather was always like iffy. So we, the best that we could do was prepare for those conditions that we expect that may be there. And also know that all of that could completely change and shift. And we still have to be willing to push through, which means that you can be in the best position possible. All the stars could be aligned and everything else. But if you don't push through, it's the same thing as the starting and the stopping, because that's kind of what it results to. But the thing that I learned being that track manager was regardless as to what circumstances we could control or could not control, you had to be willing to push through. And I found that the longer like this year in June, 20, since June, 2016. So this year in June will be five years that I've been doing videos. It's like doing presentations every week, doing talks every week. In addition to actually doing those or live streams and stuff like this, like producing content literally every single week, multiple pieces of content all over the place and doing these videos. And it's like to, to get to a point to where consistency is not a problem for you anymore. You have to learn to kind of fight those bullies with bigger bullies. The ultimate bully killer, ultimate kind of like dream, not killer, but the one that can kind of help, you know, be the guardian, if you will, is the why. If you don't have a strong enough reason why your commitment is always flexible, it's always adjustable. And it's like, yeah, cameras ain't really all of that, you know, at the end of the day, but you can't be flexible with your commitment. You have to be solid with your commitment. So when these bullies of the fear and the what people are going to say, you have to be willing to have a strong enough why that can beat the hell out of that bully to where it's not a problem and, or when it shows back up or when something big comes up or when you are really, you know, making the video that you think is going to be the one or whatever the case is, or it's a really important piece that you that's important to you. The why has to be bigger. Your why has to be bigger than the bully so it can beat it up. 
it's the best thing about having older siblings. I'm the youngest of sense. I have plenty of bigger bullies. Like there was nobody I was. And then we had numbers on our side. <laughs> right. So it's like I'm looking at the squad of people that can come to my aid and help me when those fears come around, which is something that I didn't write uh, as a note for or a point for this podcast. But it's something I talked about before that the people around you like your squad, your group of people, they have to encourage you sometimes when you can't encourage yourself because really, like I said, the fear of being on camera has really nothing to do with the physical object is something else. So it could be that fear of what other people think. It could be that fear of failing. It could be the fear of embarrassment that used to be my problem. So I didn't want to be made a fool of or to be made fun of. So I wasn't willing to be foolish enough to believe in myself for a time. Then it got to the point, I'm just like, you know what? The hell with all of this stuff. I don't care what nobody thinks. So really the biggest hurdle is in being in front of the camera is just you. <laughs> it's all up here. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it literally is all up there. And it's like, if you can commit the biggest, like, like the word for the century is like commitment. If you can just commit on like on some for real, for real, like not, okay, I'm going to do it. No, 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 no. Like not to nobody else. Like, y'all tell three people. No, like, and like, you know what I'm saying? Like I get the personal development stuff. I'm all into it. These books are not for show. I read them, right? They're stacked around the house to the point I'm looking like a library out here in these streets, but it's like, you know, it's like sometimes I get the stuff like tell somebody and make sure they hold you accountable. Sometimes the only thing to hold you accountable is your commitment to actually getting the thing that you want. Like Napoleon Hill talked about in Think and Grow Rich and the Law of Success in 16 Lessons, where he talked about having a white hot fire, like a absolutely burning desire to achieve the thing that you want. And regardless as to what you think you're going to experience like being fully committed to seeing that thing come to fruition. So when you think about just being afraid of being on camera, it's a wimp comparative to the what you can become, the what you really want, the people that you really going to impact, the people that you're supposed to be impacting. You have to be committed not to even serving those people per se, but committed to the reason to the why you want to serve them. What inspired you encourages you to want to do it. It has to be bigger. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it really does have to be bigger. So it's like when you think about the fear of being on camera, cameras are easy. So easy. It's super, it, they really are. When you have the mental blocks, it blocks you from doing anything and everything. So that's where I'm going to leave it for this particular podcast episode recording. And if you're listening to this, on the actual podcast player, make sure you leave a rating or review for the Video Simplified podcast. As I end all podcasts, by the great Jim Rohn, he said, the winds of life blows on us all, but it is how you set your sails. We literally are all going to encounter the same force, the same restrictions, the same everything. It's just about how you decide to set the sail of where you're ultimately going to go in the end. 
So was that helpful? Did you get some tips out of that? Did you get something that you can implement today? If you did, make sure you leave a rating or review for the podcast. Helps get this show more exposure. Make sure you leave that five-star rating and review. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And also share it with a friend. Somebody you know needs some help with their video content strategy. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you on the next one.